Hey, how many times are you going to call me idiot today? As many times as I need to, idiot! Oh. Welcome everybody to Geekology 101. I am Diego and this here is Joshua. And uh, we just watched Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Brawly. And that was a pretty dope movie. I hadn't seen it yet. The movie um, came out in December 14th, uh, 2018, I think. Is Was that it? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, release date, December 14, 2018. So uh, a few things first before we give our reaction to this movie, just a little bit of background on the movie. So Brawly is a character that was introduced previously through three different movies, but none of those movies had involvement from Akira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball. And for that reason, similar to the events of, Goku, of uh, Dragon Ball GT, uh -huh. they're not considered canon. But people love the character of Brawly, the legendary Super Saiyan. And people ever, wanted him to come back, to be has, official part of the canon. Has he ever been in any canon before? No, 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 no. This is the first time that we actually see him introduced into the canon of, 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 of Dragon Ball, mm. established by Akira Toriyama. And so really cool. It's basically a reimagining, like a retelling of his entire story. There's a lot of elements that are pulling from previous movies. But the fact that this is part of, you know, it's Dragon Ball Super, and it's part of the regular con continuity, the regular canon. Now we see him finally worked into the main story, and now we can look forward to seeing him possibly in in the in the regular cartoon if Dragon Ball Super continues, um, and in and in the future movies. There's actually a sequel that that's currently being developed. There's not a lot of details about it, but um, there is a sequel that's going to happen. Uh, any other points about the production of this thing that we need to talk about before we get into the... Spoiler! Yeah, spoiler alert. If you haven't yet seen Dragon Ball Super Brawly and you are looking forward to watching it just like I did, I know that it's been a while. I mean, it came out uh, two years ago, basically. Or actually, no, it's more like a year and a couple of months. So it's been out for over a year. Um, I definitely had enough time to watch. I just hadn't gotten around to it, and it was cool to watch it with Joshua. So, yeah, you have been warned. Spoiler alert. Let's talk about this thing. What did you think, bud? Well, the action scenes were so cool. Yo, the fighting. And, so dope. And there was pretty much, like, basically one, like, actually two, like, big fights. Yes. Like, really good ones. I mean, the, the, the level of animation, I can see why the movie has done so well. So the movie actually um, became the highest grossing Dragon Ball movie of all time. And there's been about 13 or something like that. The highest grossing, uh, grossing anime film of 2018 and one of the highest grossing anime films of all time, which is to say a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a really, really good reception, really good critical reception for, for an anime film. So it did very, very well, and I think a lot of it had to do with with the visuals. I think a lot of it had and to do with with you know the whole when, look of it. When Broly goes Super Saiyan, his hair turns like a limeish color. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always had like this kind of uh, green energy aura going on to him. Uh, yeah, his energy is definitely different, and this movie you know shows it off. The previous movies did too, but you know, let's consider this the main introduction to Brawly just because this is the real canon version of the character. I think that the 
the the power level that this guy has. I mean, when he when the fight starts off with Vegeta, uh-huh. you know. They're going toe-to-toe, both of them in their base form. And then Vegeta goes Super Saiyan. Then Vegeta goes Super Saiyan. He's still holding his ground against Vegeta in Super Saiyan form. Then Vegeta goes, which is the first time that I ever see this happen. Vegeta goes Super Saiyan God. Super Saiyan God, which which is fantastic because it tells us basically that like Vegeta and Goku have continued training to the point that they've mastered being able to tap into Super Saiyan God, the red hair form. Yeah, but like... Since they were able to go to um, Super Saiyan Blue, which is technically higher, it kind of makes sense that they'll be able to go into it. It does, but I think that the interesting thing is that for Goku to reach Super Saiyan God form back in Battle of the Gods, he needed to like, summon all of the power. Yeah, five Saiyans or something, was it, that had to basically give him his ener- their energy so that he could become that, that Super Saiyan and, God. And beat Beerus? Yep, but now we see him and Vegeta achieve that power without any kind of ritual or anything. They can just tap into it, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so we see him uh, basically being defeated by by Brawly, still in his base form as God form. Then Goku joins the fight, one-on-one against Brawly. And he just gets like, he he goes... He goes Super Saiyan first, I think. Yep. And then you think he's going to go Ultra Instinct because it looks like it. Yeah, there's like this little flash of him kind of going Ultra Instinct, but you could tell that he still can't control that form well. And then um, and then he he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, is Super Saiyan God, I think? No, Blue. Yeah. No, no, he goes Super Saiyan God first. Yeah, and then... Um, and then he 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 gets the f- he, he uh, Brawly wipes the floor with him literally like like he like throws him up in the air smashes him into he he like does the puny god he thing does on it, him he like seventy times yes he does he goes puny god on him scrapes his face against a mountainside and he just screaming <laughs> yes so good and, and then and, he, and, and, and it was sorry go ahead go ahead and then he he like telepathically chats with Piccolo uh-huh. and um and the in Piccolo and I mean Vegeta uh-huh. and Goku go over to Piccolo. Yeah. They do like like teleport thing. So wait, wait, actually before we go into this, let's go back and like do a quick recap of, of the events of the movie, right? And again, you've been spoiler warned. So um so in the events of the movie it starts off showing as the past before Goku gets sent to Earth by his by his father Brad Bar- Bardock. So basically we see uh Frieza being introduced by his father King Cold as his successor. Like he is now in charge of all my troops. So and they go to planet Vegeta and you know uh, King Vegeta has to come out with all his uh, his men and like bow down to Frieza and accept his his command. Now he also introduces the Scouters for the first time. Uh, he hands them Scouters and he tells them that this is going to help them read power levels and communicate and all this kind of stuff. Then uh, we see um, King Vegeta going into the like the birthing chambers or the nursing chambers where yeah. all the little baby Saiyans are, mm-hmm. which I guess it seems like what they're trying to say is basically that when Saiyans are born, they don't go through the regular phases of a baby where, you know, mom and dad are taking care of them or anything like they get put into these, into these nursing bubble pods type things. Mm-hmm. And I guess they stay there until they're ready to be able to walk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he goes in and he's looking at Vegeta and then some of his scientists or like the people from the from the nursing like he's station. Like he will be the strongest Saiyan ever. Yeah. And then they walk over 
to this other pod, mm-hmm. which I just realized the stuff in it is green. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Mm, I thought it was like reddish. And then, no, I made sure that was Vegeta. Okay. And then, um. And oh, then, the stuff in Brawley's pod is yeah. green. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and then you see the scientist basically telling him that no, that there's actually another baby with a power with a latent power level that is stronger than than, than his son Vegeta's. And, and he's like, "You brawl. really think that?" Yeah, and so basically, uh, King Vegeta decides that he's going to send his baby into exile. He's going to send him over to another planet. Which sending uh, saying babies to other planets isn't weird. This movie does a really good job of telling us how the economic structure of, of the same planet works of the same race basically they go and conquer planets Wait, and then does, they sell them to the highest bidder does does the saiyan race like is is planet vegeta their planet planet vegeta is the planet where they that they decided to, to make their home yeah they're actually originally from another planet i forget the name but they decided to conquer that planet and call it their own so that is their home planet yeah and then, um, so Saiyans are sent as babies to, 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 to other planets all the time. To, like, to conquer, conquer planets. Them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, adult Saiyans will go. They'll, they'll take over the planet. And then they'll sell the planet to whomever wants to buy it. And that is how they made their fortune. That is how they exist as a, as a species. So really interesting that uh, King Vegeta wants to send baby Brawly over to a planet in a really, really distant outer ring type of area. Does. And he does. And his father, Brawly's father, uh, Paragus, he walks into King Vegeta's court and he says, why are you doing this? You know, you can't do this. And he eventually says, you know, you're doing this out of jealousy because my son is more powerful than yours. And he decides to go off and, and, and chase his son's pod, Saiyan pod. And he finds him in this really forsaken planet, and the kid has already like defeated this giant monster to eat him and stuff like that. Um, and then they settle there because their ship broke. They have to stay there uh, and, and figure out how to survive. And so, and they eat this like they eat this like this yellow goo. gooey stuff. Yeah, it looks real nasty. And uh, so they spend years there. And the uh, father grows old. Brawley grows up into you know what I assume is a young adult or teenage form or something like that. And then eventually we fast forward over to the future. We see Goku and Vegeta training. Uh, apparently Bulma decided to buy or and or build this special island where Goku and Vegeta can train to their heart's desire without like destroying the whole world, basically, you know, because they're training. And so they're over there training. Beerus and Whis are there. Uh, Beerus is trying to take a nap. People aren't letting him take a nap. He's cranky. Uh, Goku and Vegeta are um, fighting around and stuff like that. And then eventually they start talking about the Dragon Balls. What is it that it, brings up the Dragon Balls? I forget. Oh, yeah. Um, they. Oh, they stole them from Bulma's lab. Yeah. Um, they're like. Goten and Trunks call Bulma on a little video call. Yeah, and, and they're like. Hey, they're like, hey, mom, like some some people stole like your six Dragon Balls. Yeah, and then and then they're like, I think I recognize the suits that they were wearing. They basically armor from Frieza's army. Yeah, he, yeah, he was like. It kind of looks like the armor that dad used to wear back in the day. Yep. And then Vegeta gets really angry because technically Goku, during the events of Dragon Ball Super, he was the one that brought Frieza back to life so that he can help them compete against the other universes in the Tournament of Power. And then he keeps calling him idiot like seven times. Yes, he he's calling him idiot because he brought him back and Vegeta's convinced that Frieza's going to try to conquer the world again. 
mm-hmm. and that he's basically going to turn on him. Like he's not, you know, Goku was like, but wait, you know, we, we brought him back to life. Shouldn't he, you know, be cool with us? And Vegeta's like, no, you idiot, which led to the introduction from this episode where oh. Joshua called me an idiot all day. Um, I didn't call you an idiot. I'm kidding, bro. Anyway, so then uh, so then, what ends up happening is that Frieza gets his hand on the seven Dragon Balls. During that same time, some of his, uh, his, his employees, his scouts, are out in the outer rims of the galaxy or whatever, and they come across the planet where uh, Paragus and Brawly have been stranded for years, and they meet them there, and they have no clue who these people are. They oh, have yeah. no clue who Brawly and, and Paragus they are. they also... Um, some other people, they're like chipping out some ice or something, and they find one of the Dragon Balls. Yes, right. So, so Frieza's people are looking for the Dragon Balls, but and eventually they get them. They're able to get the seven Dragon Balls. So, no wish is made at this point. The the uh, Frieza scouts who found uh, Paragus and Brawly, they end up bringing them back to Frieza again, not knowing who these people are and knowing that they have beef against King Vegeta or anything like that in the past. Um, and basically, Frieza sees Brawly and he thinks, okay. This is a way for me to try to attack Earth and to see if maybe I found a warrior that is stronger than Goku and Vegeta. So he goes over to Earth for the purpose of obtaining the last Dragon Ball and to pit Goku and Vegeta against Brawly, this new warrior that his people his people have discovered for him. And so they get there, and of course, Paragus, Brawly's dad, he says, okay, if if Planet Vegeta is gone and all of our uh, our species is gone, if 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 Vegeta, the king's son, is alive, then I'm going to get my revenge on him. And so he goes over and a battle breaks out. And so basically everything that we already told you guys happens. Uh, Brawly in his base form has defeated Vegeta, has defeated Goku. They basically have to go and fuse so um they haven't fused into gogeta yet yeah so that's they, the only time they fuse into gogeta isn't canon anymore yep yep exactly in the in the movie where they fight janemba is when we see the uh the appearance of the first dance-based fusion form which is uh different from the Potara earring fusion. Does Janemba have like two forms? Janemba does have two forms. Yeah, first he's this kind of like big, really chubby, yellow alien type creature, and then afterwards, and then he turns into like this super cool demon guy. Yeah, he turns into what is honestly like looks wise, he's one of my favorite um, from uh, from the entire Dragon Ball series. I love that. If he was green, he kind of would look like Piccolo. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, basically, you have um, you the only form of fusion that is official for Goku and Vegeta so far has it's been the Patara earring, yeah, which Vegito. is Vegito, results in Vegito. And only we've only seen the other fusion form from uh, the dance-based fusion form from Trunks in Goten, in the form of Gotenks. Mm-hmm. So now... Uh, Goku uses instant transmission to go where uh, where Piccolo is, and Piccolo basically trains him on how to use that dance-based fusion but then, form. But then they turn fat. Yeah, they turn into the big, big, chubby, fat-looking uh, Gogeta. And then they turn into like, this really skinny... Skinny, really weak kind of Gogeta, which also happens in the movie with Janemba, which is called uh, Fusion Reborn. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn, which, again, is not considered canon. So technically, this is the first time 
that we actually are seeing introduced into the regular canon, just like we're seeing Brawly introduced for Gogeta. the first time in the canon. We're seeing Gogeta introduced for the first time, which so, is really cool. So then they fuse correctly, yeah. and they're, like, asking themselves, like, hey, we need a name. Oh, and yeah. then they're like, how about... Gokuji, Gokuja, or something like that. Yeah, and then they're like, <laughs> how about Gogeta? Yeah. That was that was a that was a cool moment. So then finally they instant transmission over back to where the battle is going, which by the way has been going on for like an hour. Yeah, because Frieza. So what he does is that when he sees that Brawly is about to be defeated by uh both uh, Vegeta and Goku fighting he at the like shoots a laser at his father. Yeah, he kills his father and he yells over to him, Brawly, it's a tragedy. Your dad was killed by a stray energy blast, and suddenly that unlocks Super Saiyan. Yeah, that unlocks a Super Saiyan form. Now, there's there's one cool thing that I that I noticed, and it was a really quick flash. When when Frieza decides to do that, you see him rem remembering his battle with Goku on on Planet Namek back in Dragon Ball Z, and he remembers that the moment when Goku turned Super Saiyan was when Frieza when he when Frieza killed Krillin. Because he killed Krillin on planet on planet Namek, he shot he shot a huge hole through him. Krillin's dead. He was at that point. He got brought back by the Dragon Balls. But when he killed Krillin, that's what unlocked. That's what Super made Saiyan? Goku snap. Yeah, and that's when Goku started turning Super Saiyan because of the anger of losing his best friend. And so basically, what we see happening here is that he, he remembers was that. that. So he was like, "How about I use yep, that?" Yep, and he used it to trigger Brawly into 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 breaking through to a new level of his version of Super Saiyan. And it's really important to note: Brawly is not your average Saiyan. This guy really is something special. Like. He's holding his own without ascending to Super Saiyan. He's holding his own against Vegeta and Goku in Fuse. Super Saiyan Blue form. Yeah, both of them. Both of them at the same time. He's holding his own against them. And then when he ascends to Super Saiyan form, he actually ends up going over to Frieza, which I think is great. Karma, right? Mm -hmm. Frieza ended up breaking him into Super Saiyan form. And now he goes over and starts fighting Frieza. So Frieza's having to deal with him. And that fight is going while Goku and Vegeta are over with Piccolo uh, figuring out the fusion technique. And it's really cool how, like, Piccolo, like, you show, like, angles and stuff and the lines. And, like, your figures didn't, didn't align correctly. And that's what leads them to become the fat version or the skinny version of, of, uh, of Gogeta. Uh -huh. So then they, they eventually get back. And now it's Gogeta versus Brawly. And this fight is insane. Like the visuals of that fight, it, there comes a moment when they break some kind of reality barrier and they travel over to like a quantum realm They're of like sorts. The speed force or something. Yo, they they break, they break through to some other kind of dimension. It is so nuts, and like everything's colorful. Again, it reminded me a lot of of a lot of the the scenes that you would see in the quantum realm or when like Doctor Strange when the Ancient One taps him over and shows him all the multiverse and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it really, really looks like something out of this world. It's really funky and psychedelic and they fight in there for a while. And then they somehow break through that and go back to the regular world. They're like destroying the land and causing magma to flow out. And, and like, they literally fight inside of lava. Yes. They actually fight in the lava. I mean, it's insane. One of the best things about this movie to me are the fight, dynamics like the, the the animation the movements how the camera moves around the like around was, the characters it's I so like, cool i feel like there was just like two fights 
Yeah. I mean, there was a fight. Uh, it was basically um, Brawley versus Vegeta, Brawley versus Goku, Brawley versus Goku and Vegeta, and then Brawley versus Gogeta. So it's technically four fights. Yeah. yeah. So uh, basically what we end up seeing is that Gogeta... But it was on the same place. It is, yeah. It was, yeah. It was all in the same place. Which, by the way, they end up going to like Antarctica or something, like some really, really cold, frozen kind of land, mm-hmm. and that's where the fight goes on. Which I like that it happened that way for a change because it always happens that like fights happen in the middle of the city, mm-hmm. and then it's like the that poor world the version of Earth is always getting wrecked. I don't know how they rebuild, or maybe the Dragon Balls wish it all back back to normal. Who knows? Anyway, so Gogeta actually does overpower Brawly. Mm. He does overpower him. He does a massive Kamehameha, and right as the Kamehameha is about to destroy Brawly, what happens is that the, the couple of scouts that ended up finding Brawly and his father Paragus in the in that distant planet, they wish they kind of the became Dragon his Ball. friend. Yeah, and they wish with the Dragon Balls. Yeah. Um, they wish that he would go back to the planet that he spent, like, basically his whole life on. Yeah. And so, basically, the Shenron grants the wish, transports Brawly all the way back to What's that Shenron? planet. Shenron? Is this the dragon? Yeah, Shenron is the name of the dragon. Transports Brawly all the way back to that planet and saves him. And then Gogeta just kind of, you know, says, okay, it's over. Then those two people who became Brawly's friends, they end up traveling over there, taking some food. And they decide to kind of, like, live there with him and hang out with him. And Vegeta just basically says, okay, I'm going to let them go hang out there because he knows that they went to, to where he was. Um, and he says, I'm not going to go after them. I'm going to let them hang out there, let them calm him down, basically like tame the beast. Because that's one thing about Brawly. He's so incredibly powerful that his power like takes over his mind and he loses his mind. He can't control his power and his instincts once he reaches that level. So Vegeta's thinking that they're gonna, he's going to let those two people humanize him. And then after that, he's going to go and find them again and try to force, try to force him to fight for him. Mm-hmm. Vegeta is still very much evil. I'm sorry, not Vegeta. What am I saying? Man? Not Vegeta. Frieza. Frieza is still very much evil. Frieza is, even though he fought alongside the Z Warriors in in the yeah in the in the tournament of power, he is still very much evil. He is still very much about his own plans and his own schemes. And he knows that he wants to defeat Vegeta and Goku. He just wants them gone. So we're definitely going to see much more of Frieza down the road. And, uh, and we're definitely going to see much more of Brawly. So what ends up happening at the end, what, what's that last, uh, the last scene that we see um, on that planet that uh, Goku teleports to his planet. And then he brings out these like tube things and he says, Bulma made not, these- not tubes, they're the capsules from Capsule Corp where, where Bulma works. Bulma and her dad. Yes, her yeah, company. he takes out these like capsules. Yeah. And he's like, Bulma made these capsules. Yeah. I, I think they can help you. And he throws them. Uh huh. And then. Um, Basically, it turns into a house, kind of a little house with a nice, nice room and inside in like, the kitchen. Yeah, so he helps them out. Goku helps them out, and then he gives Brawly two Zenzu beans, and he tells him something like, you know, take these whenever you feel like you're about to die or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Zenzu beans, of course, they restore your strength back to normal. And then um, he basically tells him, can I come back and visit? I can bring back supplies, and I can keep you guys, you know, and he says, healthy and all that stuff and in exchange says, for? In, ex- in exchange for getting to... Um, Train with Brawly. Exactly. And that's a pretty important thing. 
Because this is different from what we saw from the three previous Brawley movies. He's always just an antagonist. But there's this Brawley one... is always, like, bad. Yeah, Brawley's always the bad guy, basically. But in this movie, I love how we, we see a very different side of him. There's that moment when Goku is uh, Super Saiyan God. Mm-hmm. And he's fighting against Brawley earlier in the movie. And they kind of, like, he traps him in his energy somehow. Goku does. And then he's talking to him and he tells him, you know, normally people come over. We've seen plenty of people come to this planet and try to destroy it. We've seen our share of enemies. But I can tell that you're different. Oh, yeah. It shows a cool little collage. It shows like Cell. It shows Frieza and Majin Buu and all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. And then and then he, he basically tells him, I don't think you're like the rest. I think you're different. And there's a lot still that you have to learn. And so we see him circle back around to that when he visits him in the planet at the end of the movie where he tells him, I want to train with you. And if you allow me or if you want, I can teach you some stuff. So Goku leaves the planet through instant transmission. And and that's what it's called. Yeah. And he tells him, basically, it leaves this window wide open for Goku to go back as many times as he wants to train with Brawly and to possibly teach Brawly, to coach Brawly. So what the heck could happen from there? Like we could maybe see Brawly actually joining the Z Warriors to fight against a big threat later on down in the series or in a in a future movie or something like that. Or like in a new saga or something. Yeah, absolutely. And that would be freaking incredible, man, to have Brawly fighting along the good the good guys. I think that'd be really cool. I so, thought Brawly was always like a good guy. No, no, not at all, man. I mean, it's like he's not necessarily bad in and of himself. He just doesn't know any better because he's always been his power takes him over completely. He doesn't know how to control it. But with Goku's help, he could learn how to control his power. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see what happens next with Brawly. Um, closing thoughts. Anything else that you want to say about the uh, about about the movie? How'd you feel about it? Um. It was it was a good movie. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed. But it. I feel like like most of the movie was that fight, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that was the core of the movie. I mean, that's kind of the core of Dragon Ball, isn't it? The fights. Yeah. But I do like the fact that I felt like this movie did a really good job of creating little ties to the main Dragon Ball continuity, and I think that they were able to do that because they had the involvement of Akira Toriyama. Because they knew that they were making a movie that was going to be canon, I think it makes it feel that much more special. Like, I've seen many, many of the Dragon Ball movies before. This movie felt like one of the more special ones. I think even more special than uh, Super Sa- than Battle of the Gods. And I watched Battle of the Gods in the movie theater. So that was special because oh, I got I to see it. I didn't know Dragon Ball movies came out in movies. Yeah, yeah, they do. Some of them do. Um, yeah, we need to catch one. The next one that comes out, we got to catch it in, in the theater. And that's a really special experience because you're over there with true fans. Like, you don't have casual movie viewers that go watch a Dragon Ball movie. The people who are there are, like, real fans. So it's really cool because everybody knows the little story tropes. Everybody knows the, the history. Everybody knows all the little details. So it's a lot of fun to watch it in that context. The Battle of the Gods was cool. Because it was continuing the story and because it was canon, but it didn't feel as special as this one. And I think it had to do with the fact that Battle of the Gods was basically retold in the, in the first story arc, the Beerus story arc, uh, in the first story arc of, um, of Dragon Ball Super. 
But this one felt a little bit different because it knew its place within the canning. And I think it just made it feel a little bit special. Anyway, uh, so those are our thoughts and reactions to the movie. I think we both really enjoyed it. Can't wait for the sequel if it does come. Can't wait for more Brawly if he does get involved in future um, stories within the Dragon Ball world. And uh, with that said, if you watch the movie, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Write us at g101podcast at gmail.com. Write us a review. Leave us a review. Uh, give us a five star rating. We'd love to. Um, we'd love to know that you love the podcast. Tell the friend about it. You can find us on social media at G One Hundred One Podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram. That's right. And with that said, until the next episode. Bye. We will catch you later. Peace. Game over.